This is Shutters Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome. I'm to- free. <laughs> I'm free. Welcome to episode 489. <laughs> I'm free of Shutters Inc. <laughs> Oh dear, this is Bruce Williams from ShutterZincPodcast.com And uh, And I'm free! (laughs) He's not free, he's a very naughty boy He's Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au How are you mate? (laughs) I'm free! I'm the same as always dude (laughs) So so basically for those who don't know what the hell I'm going on about and my state, which has been locked down since I don't know how long um, <laughs> and not able to leave the house, we can now leave the house and we can go and the shops are open. So that's and I think restaurants and cafes are open with limited numbers as of yesterday. It was yesterday. Well, actually, I think it was 11.59 on Tuesday night and some stores opened at midnight. <laughs> Right. So right. I'm talking stores that sell like wool and knitting needles <laughs> and yeah, curtains and fabric. I'm serious. I saw a company called Spotlight, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. pretty much all they sell. They yeah, sell yeah. needles I and threads yeah. and crafty stuff <laughs> and curtains. They opened at midnight and there were crowds. I was going to say, it would have been mayhem. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be going home and start knitting anyway, are you? I mean, you're not going to go put up some curtains. Because well. you could buy them at 12.01, you could buy yourself some <laughs> curtains, and you go home at 12.20 and start putting up your curtains, because you've now got them, you're all night long putting up your curtains. Yeah. And then you, you, wake, you don't wake up in the morning because it's dark, because all your new dark curtains are up, you know? <laughs> I just, but seriously, people are flocking out there to be... <laughs> the, it's just insanity, you know? <laughs> So, but I did, I did, I did brave the elements and went out to the stores today to pick up a few bits and pieces. I needed. Uh, I, I've been uh, redoing my pantry for the third time in the last four weeks, right? Because uh, I, I ordered all these containers, these these matching containers of varying sizes from okay. from America, and they arrived last night. Right. So um, yeah, I waited till midnight, then I started washing them. Because apparently that's what you do, and um, yeah. Th- now, so I washed them. And so today I, was, I, I emptied the entire pantry out at like seven thirty this morning and started putting it back out. And then I said, "Oh, hang a sec. Now I could use another container for this." And so I went out and bought a couple of containers. <laughs> you know. <laughs> then I went to our local hardware store, and Bruce, you wouldn't believe it, Bruce. Hang on, before before we before we get to what I wouldn't believe, what have you been doing to store your food? prior to the acquisition of said containers we had other containers just they weren't all the same <laughs> they weren't a matching set they weren't a matching set bruce right. yeah <laughs> and when you suffer a little bit of the oc and the d yeah uh, or as i like to call it cdo because it's in alphabetical order <laughs> that's right yeah that kind of does your head in a little bit so the great thing about these and i got i think i got 36 containers of varying sizes <laughs> but they're all but they all had the same lids right so you know that you know how good that is, don't you? Yeah. You just you can just you already you go. Oh yeah, that that man's onto something. You know, straight away. Are, are you saying that all thirty six of the containers, despite being different volumes, they all yes. share a common lid size? Yes. yes. Oh wow. Okay. Yes, I'm talking about. You know? Yeah. And you can stack a tall one, and a medium one, and a short one next to it. You put the short one on top of the medium one. It's the same height. Nice. You can stack three <laughs> short ones on top of each other, same height. As, as a tall, a tall. 
Nice. Or two, two short, extra, a medium, same height, Bruce. Bruce, same <laughs> bloody height. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm pretty disappointed. You stack two mediums next to each other? No, nah, it doesn't they're work. They're taller than the tiny height. It doesn't work. Oh, it doesn't. It does my head in. Um, so so I, I went out and bought, I, I bought some other things. I was going to go bamboo. But, 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 but. Don't butt me. You can Rude. put <laughs> three mediums and two talls beside each other, there you and they'll be the same size. So my cupboard's not tall enough now. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it's an I excuse could, to get your kitchen redone. I could do that on the bench, <laughs> you know? So anyway, so that, so, so I've, I, I, I undid and redid all of that, and then I needed a few more. So, so I've been getting these like these long, thin, uh, see-through, you know, clear plastic uh, tr- like trays made with handles, and so you can put like your whole row of like honey and jam jars, yep. and, and they take up one just one long straight row inside your cupboard. Nice. And then you, then you just pull it out like a drawer, pick yep. up the one you want, slide it back in again. Oh, Beautiful. Oh, God, oh, it's gorgeous. It's, so it's what a thing, it's wouldn't a thing I believe? About what? I don't know. You were saying five minutes ago, oh, Bruce, you won't believe, and I pulled you up because I wanted to talk about the other thing. So what was it I wouldn't believe? Well, I've forgotten now. You've, you've lost it. I, I can't believe it anymore. <laughs> okay. But but going out to the... You know, that, that's kind of... All, I've had to go and get a little bit of Halloween stuff. Not that we're doing... Not that we can go out and door knock Halloween door knock, <laughs> but uh, my kids have got a, a virtual Halloween camp this weekend. Oh. Okay. Uh, with with scouts and cubs, so they do these. They camp in the house or camp in the backyard or whatever. Right. And and that so they're doing that this weekend. So I've got to go and get a few bits and pieces to you know, decorate for them to feel like I've got a bit of a Halloween thing going on. Okay. Uh, so that's been that's been pretty much the extent of my week. I've got this lovely oh I've got this lovely new glass containers arrived in from England today though from for the brand Joseph and Joseph. And if you've ever seen any of the Joseph and Joseph stuff, they're uh, they're design whizzes. These people, you know. Okay. And uh, so I got so I got myself some lovely new glass containers. Yeah. Yeah, but see now I'm thinking I need new glasses. I need new glassware. I bought a new chopping board. I, got a, I, I only have big chopping boards. Yep. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, I've got a little cute little one for chopping up herbs and stuff. Right. That's right. I, no, that, I remember, I mean, you wouldn't believe, Bruce. You would not believe. What would I not believe, Mr. Lavender? <laughs> oh, no, I'm glad I remembered. I was out at my local hardware today. Yeah. Strawberry plants, $1. Nice. A dollar, a dollar for a strawberry. I bought six. I don't know if that's too many <laughs> or not enough, but I bought them, you know. Well, the, so the secret is to put something over them that stops the birds from eating your fruit. Oh, I've got the hang. I've got the hanging baskets, right? The hanging strawberry baskets. Okay, so they'd have to kind of hover. Yeah, well, <laughs> unfortunately, birds can fly. <laughs> yeah, they can fly, but they can't necessarily hover. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we ain't got your hummingbird here. You ain't got no hummingbird sort of, sort of sitting there going. Do you into, not into think the that they can land on the edge of the container? There is no container. No, there is no edge. It's like How a can sheer, there not be an wall. edge? Well, it's imagine a sheer wall. So it's like a tube. Okay. What? Yeah. So imagine a tube with hot, with with recessed kind of um, shard or jagged little holes where the plant comes out. Oh, okay. okay. But yep. that's all. That's all completely covered. Right. So the only pl- the, there is nothing but a shiny surface all around it right. for anything to try and land. <laughs> on. It could try and land on the strawberry, uh, strawberry plant itself, but right. I'm thinking that's going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. At, at that. So nice. I think it's I think it's pretty good bird proof. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'll be, I'll be watching. I'm going to set up a security camera. <laughs> 
and see if I, see if any birds <laughs> teach themselves how to hover. Right. Yeah. Maybe I could do fo- take take photos of birds that are not known to hover and win some bird photo the, contest. There's a guy who has a YouTube channel. His name's Mark Rober, I think it is. He right. used to be a an engineer for NASA. Okay, and, he's, and he's, he's teaching birds to hover. All all of his videos are very creative. Like he's always engineering some weird and wonderful stuff. And he's got this great video where he built an obstacle course to try and slow down the uh, <laughs> bloody what are the what's that rodent that they have in America that's always chasing nuts? Groundhog. <laughs> Not a groundhog. Squirrel. A squirrel, thank you. Um, <laughs> to try and slow down the squirrels from getting to his bird feeder. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. And, oh, man, it is a hilarious video. I'll have to dig out a link for you and send it to you. It it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. And he And he was very, you know, adamant that he didn't want to hurt the squirrels. He just wanted to provide a, a you know a challenge that would make them really work for it <laughs> to get into I don't know, the... they're, they're pretty tasty. <laughs> yeah. I'll see, take your word for that. He might he might yeah, he might not be doing himself much of a favour, you know, by <laughs> just as a as an anyway, aside. Um, yeah. just just going back to Halloween. Strawberry plants. Yeah, yeah, Halloween. yeah. There was a story I saw today about a guy in Dallas, in Texas, who's had multiple visits from the police (laughs) because of the way he's decorated his house and his front yard. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) It is so gruesome. It is awesome. (laughs) Uh, Just search up Dallas Halloween police visits <laughs> i don't know i'm i'll see if again i'll see if i can find the link it was so good uh, he, he had yeah. all these like fake dead bodies you know ones hanging off the gutter well ring. he probably was actually getting real trouble if he had real dead bodies yeah, yes just saying yeah, that could be <laughs> a a, cause for calling the police in a, those situations had a wheelbarrow full of limbs <laughs> it's all sorts oh. of stuff uh, it was very funny anyway should we talk some photography? No. Um, I, I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I state that I, I put some garden, some garden cages around my tomatoes. Oh, okay. Uh, today because yep. they grow on they grow, and, and I put up a uh, runners for my spring. My my um, what are they? My spring beans. Oh, snow peas. Nice. Yes. That's snow peas. That's snow peas. Get get this is how this is how bizarre the world's becoming, right, Bruce? Yeah. I was out the backyard last night with my daughter and yeah. my nine-year-old. Yeah. We're out there and we're, I'm doing a bit of watering, doing a bit of garden. What time? Oh, no, 6.30 at night. Okay, so it was still sunny. Yeah, it was, it was it's tw- heading towards twilight, you know. Yep. And there's a, excuse me, deep voice. And it's the man <laughs> over the back fence. Right. I never said a word to him in 20 years. <laughs> not, 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 not even a nod. <laughs> If you look over the fence, you can just sort of see into his, and you can just sort of, if you, he'd be on the tippies to do it, yeah. He's not like a Wilson. Not, but then it's, it's like 20 years of silence, and this, excuse me. And I've gone, hello? <laughs> what? He goes, do you want some uh, tomato seedlings? 
I've got, I've got, I've got too many. He says, <laughs> he says, so he hoiks over these couple of pots of tomatoes. And wow. He over, says that 20 years of, not, who, who knew gardening and COVID could bring neighbours together after 20 years? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We had a meaningful conversation after that. I said, thanks. He goes, no worries. The, uh, the big one there, they, they grow six or 700 gram tomatoes. Big ones, he says. <laughs> and he walks off. So it's, it's been a rich, a rich and rewarding experience. And uh, I look forward to talking to him again in another 20 years. Yeah, right. Maybe when COVID-29 uh, <laughs> or COVID-39 goes by. Or something. Oh, I don't dear, know. oh, dear. My, he, doesn't look, he doesn't look very young. I might think he's not surviving for COVID-39. Right. I might have talked to him before then, just in case. <laughs> I can hear your cat Santa in the background. Yeah, you just heard it, did you? She, yeah. yeah she's, she was on my lap for some reason, which she never ever does. Right. She's, she's been having a bit of uh, a bit of um, issues with the cat next door. Oh, okay. So it's been coming around, and our cats are indoor cats, and it's an outdoor cat, and it comes and looks in the window at her. It sends a <laughs> batshit. Yeah. <you know? laughs> just it's like, but she she howls like a teenage girl. Yeah, or, or no, like, no, 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 your, no. your like, cat or the next door neighbour's cat? cat? The cat, yeah. It's it's like it's actually no, it's actually more like a a mournful ghost of a ten year old girl, <laughs> right? It's, it's like <laughs> noise, and that comes at two o'clock in the morning. Scares the living. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, she just come flying and jumped up on her lap because of that noise. That's how, that's how accurate it was to. Uh, <laughs> To, to her, it's, it's the creepiest damn thing on the planet, and, and and it's kind of this mournful, soulful, lungy. Oh my god, it's creepy ass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned something about photography. <laughs> I was suggesting we should, that we maybe should do a photography podcast. We should. <laughs> what, what can we call it? Uh, who knows. <laughs> Uh, had any mail? Uh, open the mailbag. Have we had any mail this week? That's oh. we can have a we can we can have a weekly mailbag. That's a great idea. Uh, it could encourage people to send us stuff. Don't, not voting. Don't send us you because we know how much trouble's like. That's either not going to get to us or it's going to get to us eight times. <laughs> and we have to go look in the local rivers to see if any of the mails arrive for us. So don't send us your votes. What? <laughs> what do you mean looking looking in the river? What? Well, that's where apparently all the American votes, yeah, mailing votes, oh, go, right. any local river, that's where you find them. Right. All dumped in there. <laughs> so don't send us your votes, but we should have a weekly mailbag se- section. Which, oh, God, we're revolutionising the podcast, Bruce. Are we? Uh, we could, well, I, I'm, I am. Uh, <laughs> we could have regular segments. Right. So we've already got the What to Do This Week. Yeah. And then we've got the. What did you do this week? Segment because <laughs> they're, they're quite different. Then there's the mailbag, excellent, where we talk stuff from the people, and then we probably just I don't know talk gardening for the rest of the section. News, you got to have the news. Photography news. There you go. Like new products or stuff that, or top 10 lists. We have a top 10 section <laughs> of top 10 lists of the week. That's it. <laughs> These are, this is the top 10, top 10 lists of the week. Excellent. <laughs> oh, I tell you, we could, we could, we could elevate this to we could. Yeah, sub-basement level. I think we will uh, we'll roll the new format out from next week. Yeah, let's start with the mailbox tonight, though. <laughs> okay. Because I'm loving it. 
Do we have anything in the mailbox, Bruce? We do. The idea came to me, I might add. What did? Uh, from the mailbox. Right. That just came. That this guy that does his YouTube videos, hmm. where he opens his mail, he gets from his subscribers. Yeah. In front of everybody. Right. And, well, it's actually, it's actually mail for his dog right. that everyone sends him. And his dog's dead. <laughs> and there's two and he mailboxes. Just, he just hasn't had the heart to tell his viewers. There's two mailboxes. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he live-streamed them putting the dog down, bawling <laughs> his eyes out. He live-streamed. The, the, the dog got poisoned by you know, that 1080 poison or whatever ooh, it is. Ooh, that's nasty. I know. And took, like, 24 hours to die in... And he live-streamed, uh, and this guy's got PTSD, and he's bawling his eyes out, and the like, I think I'm going to lose my dog. Heartbreaking heart stuff, you know. Wow. And then then him and his wife did this live-stream, the camera's just sitting on the ground, as they put it to sleep. And no, no, I don't, they didn't put it to sleep, it died, it, it died, it just died. They, he said, you can go, and it went. Kind of thing, wow. you know, which is which is uh, which is kind of yeah you know, okay. And but then they set up two mailboxes for the dog. Right. One where uh, and this guy's got like fifty, hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Jeez. Right. So it's two mailboxes. One mailbox is send stuff. They either um, they set up like a memorial for the dog. The dog was in every video. He's done like four hundred videos. Right. The dog was in every one of them, right? Okay. And uh, so and so they're sending uh, like a people are sending rocks from around the world. They're going to put like a, on a can for the dog. So that's one mailbox, and they send other sorts of stuff. And then there's a secondary mailbox to the dog that if you put in, you know, like postbox two or whatever, they never open it, and it's people write in to get stuff off their own chest or to confess stuff or to just just be mournful of something that they've lost. Right. And it's, like, it's kind of like a cathartic thing to for people to you know, express all this stuff and they send it to the dog and it gets put in this mailbox and it's never opened, and which is kind of interesting. So if, if we could do two mailboxes on Zane Bruce. Okay. The one we read out, and read, we read out <laughs> on the podcast... And then if people send us one saying, yeah, personal private, it's just because we'll just read that, <laughs> read that one quietly ourselves. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, is there anything, is, oh, let's try this. <clears throat> hey, Bruce. Yeah. Is there anything in the mailbox this week? There is. Crikey. Let's open it. That could be our opening. Just record that bit. Yep. And stub that little section in before we open every single week with a bit of background music. Right. <laughs> Not that porn background music you used to have back in the behind the podcast. <laughs> but proper uh, music. Oh, dear. So Adam sent us a couple of stories this week. That's not a mailbox. That's just stories. <sighs> Mailboxes when people are talking. They can talk. See, Adam doesn't say anything. Okay. Well, David Marlin then. Davo, send us an email. I suppose that buddy Adam is. If Adam put some words in before, not to send a link, <laughs> we'd talk about him. But BC doesn't. We're never going to mention Adam Davidson's name. <laughs> right. <laughs> David, David Marlin said, Hi, guys. Had quite a few emails Tuesday morning from Melbourne photographic businesses reopening. This one from Michaels was a little different as they're changing their service offer. My understanding is that Michaels was the place to go for film requirements, but it appears they are moving out of that area. Not sure if it's just processing, but also the supply of film and film equipment. But Glenn might know more. No, che I know nothing. Cheers, David. So, yeah, um, so I guess that's just a sign of the times, you know, that they're... Well, it's not. You don't think? 
I think it's the opposite sign of the times. You think there's a resurgence in interest in film? Well, we know there is because people, the companies are starting up factories producing film again. So yeah. we, we and we know Michaels took off. I mean, Michaels have weren't doing film much ten years ago, right? But they were up to doing significant. They're having a, a significant counter just for selling a film and developing a film. So I mean, a significant counter space taken up for it. So it was obviously doing pretty well. So there's more to it. There's got to be more to it than that. Right. Now, one of the things was they say in their in their thing is that oh, um, re- looking at the COVID restrictions for where staff members can work and blah 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 blah. Right. Which okay, that's a possibility, but that means it's just, that's a short term thing. Not oh, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. Thanks for uh, for all you thousands of people over the years. So it's 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 an odd. Thing. And it was one of the things that set them apart. Now, remember, Michaels have uh, one of the world's largest camera museums inside their store. Oh, do they? Yeah, absolutely. If you ever come to Melbourne, you have to go upstairs and have a look. Right. Uh, it's fr- free to go in and have a look. Uh, they've got like gold Hasselblads and gold Leicas and all sorts of wow. uh, exotic stuff up there. So they, they they set themselves apart by this big museum, by the, uh, they run regular, cl- they have their own, their own uh, class area upstairs, their classrooms and stuff, which I've done some talks in. Yeah, they have a Leica counter, a Nikon counter, a Canon counter, yeah, especially just to that one product only, which is unusual. Uh, in stores well they were the first to do them all anyway uh, and they had this whole counter i'm talking 20 foot long counter for film and processing wow which is yeah, significant so to stop doing it doesn't yeah. doesn't ring true and uh, as dave says they're they're not the only people who do it uh, but they're the biggest, most accessible, I guess, because they're on the main street of Melbourne, you know, main, what's called Blood Alley for camera stores, the main camera store right. street in Melbourne. Uh, they're the biggest store. Uh, so it's the most accessible way to go and get stuff done. There are lots of other places that do them, but they're, yeah, in in an urban sort of, so you'd have to kind of drive and park and you'd, you'd go there specifically to do just that. Yep. As opposed to this one, you might be just walking to and from work or you're in doing other shopping, you know, it's a little bit more accessible that way. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I, 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 find, I find it strange. Um, you think they're just, just using just, COVID as an excuse to mask something else? I just, yeah, but I can't think what it would be. Yeah, I can't think mm-hmm. of what, what their rationale would be because to they're not cheap. They don't do anything that doesn't make money. Yeah. And they've got volume and they're not cheap. So that to me equates to making money. Mm. Uh so it just, it just it just I don't know whether there's a some others under whether there's some other change they're going to do or something's happening. But it it, it seems it seems a, uh, a, a, a yeah. as I said if it was strictly a, a COVID restriction they'd say we're closing till next year or whatever yeah we'll let you all know when we're back up and going again but it's not so yeah. it's okay. interesting time we we shall we shall keep watching and and, and as I said it's a fairly big counter space so we'll watch that space <laughs> see boom, what, boom. See, see what I did there <laughs> and, uh, and and see what happens but. Um, yeah, no. well, that the uh, another place that closed down. I think just last week it was a place called Fox Darkroom in Melbourne, uh, and they had uh, basically a dark. They were a darkroom club. 
Right. Okay, so you'd, you'd join, you'd have a membership and you'd book in sp- time to go into and use their darkroom, use their enlargers, use their developing system. And what all a great stuff. idea. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, and they had a gallery space, and but they were in an old, uh, wonderful old abandoned factory type Right. setting yep uh and in urban development and all sorts of other stuff i think and forced the hand on top of covid yeah but uh but i, I always loved that concept of of the club the darkroom club to uh, to, to do all that sort of stuff oh, so it's, it's great because it yeah. means you share the cost of the infrastructure across all the members yep. yeah and keeps the chemicals being used which is yep. important to yep. get them fresh and and yeah so i think uh, i'm hoping they'll 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 restart somewhere else and uh, and do well but yeah so, so the the old film industry's had a bit of impact the last couple of weeks down here in melbourne yeah right i'd like to break into the podcast briefly to mention that we now have a patreon account if you get any value at all from our photographic giggle fest each week we'd really appreciate it if you could spare a couple of bucks a month just to help keep the servers running the link will be in the show notes much appreciated now back to the podcast uh so adam sent us a couple of stories the first so that was the mailbox was it the first one yeah we're finished with the mailbox uh so, okay, this- so we should we should have an house road though we've got an intro <sighs> Okay. Can you put in like a noise? <laughs> okay. Like the, you know, the, mail, the closing of the mailbox. Yep. Jeez, wasn't wasn't much there this week or something like that. You know. <laughs> okay. Uh, this sleek and tiny light meter attaches to your film camera's hot shoe. So the idea of this is that if you've got an old film camera which does not have a built-in light meter, uh, you can attach this light meter to the hot shoe, which I thought was an excellent idea. Um, Rose? No? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were some cameras that didn't have light meters built into them. Yeah, no, but... Yeah, how many are out there being used? Probably let's, okay, not let's go many. Straight, let's go straight back to the previous story. Michael's are shutting down their film department. These people <laughs> are inventing a new product for the rare small percentage of cameras <laughs> that take film that didn't have a view, didn't have a, 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 a metering system built into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so can we see two kind of diametrically opposed <laughs> stories there? You know? um, yeah, it's, it's probably a very also, small market. You but can anyway. get you can. Yeah, you can do that on your phone. Yeah. Yep. And also, anyone who's into all that old retro stuff kind of would probably want to use an old retro light meter. Yeah. Handheld light meter, because it's kind of part of the aesthetic. Yep. And anyone who's really using the product, yeah, and has lots of experience, doesn't need a light meter. That's right, yes. Because you can, yeah, you're working with a small range of parameters of shutter speeds, aperture, and ISO. And, yeah, the old 16 and da- F16 and yep. daylight. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah the, the, those guys understand. If you, if, you, yep. if you shoot with that stuff, you probably understand enough of the principles to not need light meters. Exactly. Too, You've been doing it so long, yeah. you just look at the light and go, yeah, I know what I need. <laughs> so, it's, so it's kind of funny, you know. Uh, so obviously it's for the, up, the, the newbies yep. starting out jumping onto the film, and those people should then go to Michael's and get it developed. But yep. they can't because it's not... Uh, because it's uh, not, being de- not being developed there anymore. <laughs> right. 
Uh, now there is another YouTuber whose work I have I have watched quite a bit of a guy called Josh Yo, who Yo. Yes, he he starts all of his videos with yo yo. It's Josh Yo, uh, and uh, he's he an independent filmmaker in New York, I think, and he's done a lot of uh, video advertising work for big agencies and things. So he's a very accomplished filmmaker, uh, and he's got a video out on the new DJI RS two which is a motorized gimbal. Uh, and what's really cool about this particular video is he's got a Sony a7 III camera with a Speedmaster 50mm f0.95 manual focus lens attached. And the sensor that he's got hooked up to this thing is a LiDAR sensor, which I I don't exactly know how LiDAR works. I gather it's something like radar, where it sends out light pulses and reads the time that it takes to come back. And based on that, this motorized gimbal is auto-focusing a manual focus lens at (laughs) 0.95 aperture and he's walking around in his you know in his unit and it's keeping him in focus the whole time which is pretty cool that's crazy isn't it (laughs) that's awesome so uh definitely uh check that out that's uh, that is putting technology to good use i love it yeah (laughs) So, uh, I found a couple of things. Did you? Uh, on net. Rico has announced the forthcoming <laughs> Pentax K3 Mark III. I know how you love your, uh, oh, yeah. your model numbers, Glenn. <laughs> With an astounding ISO of 1.6 million as its upper range. <laughs> Um, now, I dare say the noise is going to be a bit... Gr- you know, Bruce, <laughs> yeah. I can I can do the 100 metres <laughs> in 3.2 seconds. Uh, unfortunately, I'm plummeting from a plane with no parachute at the time, <laughs> but I can do it. Doesn't mean I should. That's right. So, yeah. Kind of thinks the same with the 1.6 mil <laughs> ISO. I would imagine the noise at that level is going to be horrendous. That's going to be like listening to ACDC with your ear on the speaker. <laughs> A lot of noise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, why? Not, not sure about why? that one. But anyway, why? Link will I be mean, in the- and, and you're wrong. They're not. It's not forthcoming. Oh, isn't I think it? it'll be. It'll be like 30th selling. Or 50th selling on the market. 50 SLRs, it's number 50. Yeah, however many SLRs cameras there are on the market, it's the last one. Right. In sales volume. Well, I mean, just because that's its upper range doesn't mean that the, you know, the sensible end of the ISO spectrum won't be perfectly adequate. Who's using Pentax? I know Al Dunlop over in Perth. He's one. I think think he's the Australian guy using Pentax. Um, (laughs) Oh, harsh. So it's not. <laughs> how many other people are still using Pentax? I mean, harsh comments lovely, from lov- the super coach. <laughs> lovely gear, but you know, really, <laughs> you know. Oh uh, dear. 
Uh, and the other story that I found was not so much a story as a video on YouTube. This is 50 years of shutter sounds. Can I just say, <laughs> in a video. I misread that when I saw the thing. And it looked like I thought it said 50 years of shutter zinc. No. And I'm going, no, it hasn't been good. It just feels like that. <laughs> yeah, so this guy's tonight. got all of these cameras from like the last 50 years and he sets them on a little, like a lazy Susan and he presses the shutter button and you've got the sound of all of these cameras over 50 years of development. Actually, I think some of the cameras were older than 50 years, but I just thought that was pretty cool. All of the different sounds in one video. He didn't say which 50 years. That's a good point. It could be 1920 <laughs> to 1970. Could have been. Could have been. Um, <laughs> and wouldn't wouldn't the noise of the Lazy Susan be distracting? No, it wasn't moving. Oh, okay. <laughs> then why have the Lazy Susan? I don't know. Maybe just because it looked good. Pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And basically what he's saying is, look how many cameras I've got. <laughs> and look at my Lazy Susan. Yeah. Look at it. I've got a lazy Susan. This is hard to get. Now, this isn't really a a story as much as it was something that I saw in my travels around the web in the last twenty four hours, actually. And I wanted to, to read it out because things, I, I I I thought this was good and maybe worthy of some conversation. When I was fifteen, I spent a month working on an archaeological dig. Did you? I was talking to one of wait, the wait, archae- wait, wait, whereabouts? It wasn't me, Glenn. Oh. <laughs> I'm reading something I found on the interwebs. Oh, okay, so sorry. <laughs> I was talking to one of the archaeologists one day during our lunch break. What was break, his name? And <laughs> Fred. And he asked those kinds of getting-to-know-you questions you ask young people. Do what? you play Have you ever sports? seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> What's your favourite subject? And <laughs> I told him, no. <laughs> No, I don't play any sports. I do theatre. I'm in a choir. I play the violin and piano. I used to take art classes. And he went, wow, that's amazing. And I said, oh, no, but I'm not any good at any of them. And he said something then that I will never forget and which absolutely blew my mind because no one had ever said anything like it to me before. I don't think being good at things is the point of doing them. I think you've got all these wonderful experiences with different skills and that all teaches you things and makes you an interesting person no matter how well you do them. And that honestly changed my life because I went from a failure, someone who hadn't been talented enough at anything to excel, to someone who did things because I enjoyed them. I'd been raised in such an achievement-oriented environment, so inundated with the myth of talent that I thought it was only worth doing things if you could win at them. And I thought that's that was a really interesting... Oh, it's all bullshit, though, Bruce. <laughs> Is it, mate? Well, hang a sec. <laughs> He's in the choir, yeah. right? He's playing violin, piano, yeah. and theatre. He hasn't won a Logie. He hasn't got a gold... Re- He's still doing them, and he hasn't won anything. <laughs> He's saying you only do things if you could win at them, and he wasn't winning any of those, yet he was still doing them. It's all a lie. It's a lie, Bruce. Right. It's all... Oh, I reckon... I reckon... I reckon nev- this story never actually happened. I reckon this is like a DP review storyline to get the comments. <laughs> it never happened. It's a feel-good. Right. No. 
if you let's like our podcast, we're number one at whatever tiny niche we decide to call ourselves. <laughs> the world's um, number one best love photography podcast. There you go. The call Shutterzink. <laughs> yours, yours leave off the last little bit, don't you? <laughs> um, that that may resonate. <laughs> Only to those people who believe they have to win at everything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But how many people grow up that the only reason for doing something is to be the best at it? I don't know. Did you? Uh, I I certainly have high expectations of myself when I throw myself into something. I'm not saying I, I... I'm not. I'm not saying I plan to be the best, but I do try to do things well when I do them. That's fine. Nothing wrong with wanting to do it well, but that's not what this guy's saying, is it? He's saying uh, it was raised in an achievement-oriented environment. Environment. Environment, which means what achievements are you getting? If you do, if, if you do something well, it's very unlikely you're going to get any any achievements out of it, other hmm. than pleasure. The enjoyment of having done something well. Yeah. You know? Okay. You have to... It's, uh, no, it's just... I, I think enough people... Like, people don't take up photography to be the best at it. Yeah. Okay. I've, I find there'd be very few people who took up photography, and regardless of where they are in their... They could be now be the world's best photographer. Yeah. But they didn't start out with that as their aim. Right. They started out because it was something they enjoyed doing. Yeah, one of the biggest problem with the internet, the biggest problem with Instagram, with anything online to do with photos, yeah, is you see how inadequate your own work is compared to everybody else's. Yep, that it strips you of that pleasure that you started for in the first place, and then you're spending your entire time chasing the Joneses, trying to get better and better and better, which you'll never achieve because you'll never beat the Joneses because that's why they're the Joneses. Yeah, you know, and so you'll never be happy with what you do. Hmm. The reason we take up photography is for the reason the world's best footballer took up football, regardless of what brand of football, was because he enjoyed kicking the ball. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I don't, I don't think any of that resonates as true. Okay. Because we all started out not with that intent, with the ex- rare exception that maybe you're in that kind of family where why are you doing this you can't do that unless or don't you're not allowed to kick a ball because it's a waste of time of doing math or science or whatever it may be that you that they want you to you you must practice your piano 10 hours a day you can't go and kick a ball for 10 minutes right you know where the ball is the passion you know whatever you know so so there are environment i know the the, but that's a pretty small minority the majority of people take up drawing art anything artistic for the love and the satisfaction of the doing as I said, I say many times, many, many, many times on talks and stuff. Uh, I'm not even sure I like photography. I've said it on the podcast before. I'm not sure I like photography. <laughs> as far as I like the doing, yeah, I like the going out and doing. Yep. I like the experiences of going out and traveling, and and the photography is a reason to do. But the end result, I don't care that much about. <laughs> You know, and I don't. I have no people say, so What do you do with the images? I don't know, burn them. You know, <laughs> what do you do with the photos? I'll shove them in a hard drive. Yeah, I, I don't have a passion for the photo 
because that's not where my I'm, what am I, I can't compete with these people on the internet because they're so freaking good yeah. and they're far better at Photoshop than I'll ever even attempt <laughs> to be but it never takes away from my enjoyment of the going out and doing yeah yeah 30 40 oh god how many years is it now this yeah coming up on 40 years doing this wow the going out doing is great fun yep and we drag ourselves everyone drags themselves down with the rest of it the rest of it's the curse <laughs> it is the, the the comparison the social media the likes the competitions the contests the judging yeah yeah all that all that strips away the worth of the fun of the the doing and now photoshop can be fun that can be the doing too yeah yeah Yep. That could be the, the, the post doing doing if you, <laughs> you know what I mean? and, and but if you do but you're doing the Photoshop for the, for that love and enjoyment of of playing with your work. But it that should be enough. There should not be a need to even show anybody else it. Yeah. Because it's not for them, it's for you. Yeah. Yeah. You do it for your enjoyment, not other people's. Yep. Yeah. And if it requires people patting on the back saying, Oh, you're a great photographer then there's an inherent start falling apart straight away of the part that made photography great. And that will only lead you to not being good enough. Right. There's your discussion, Bruce. <laughs> and by discussion, I mean monologue. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's, my, that's, that's probably the closest, the truest belief I have about this stuff. Okay. Is that is it's anything past the do, anything past the doing and the self satisfaction is fraught with danger and yeah. and you're opening yourself up to spoiling the essence of why you do what you do yeah because it will only lead to inadequacies yeah you know? yep. yeah yeah did, did I show you the photo that Andrew Studer did the other day the other no. week of he, he did an aerial shot. Uh, of of uh, he was in a plane going one direction with a full moon rising over the top of a volcano, and another plane going the other way, smack bang in the middle of the full moon. Right, right. So he's shooting oh. with a big lens nice. to get a really narrow angle in a moving plane with another plane going the other way, perfectly framed in the freaking moon. You know, was it planned? Yeah, right. But it's to be. But he freaking achieved it. Yeah, even <laughs> even. But I mean. You go, I mean, even to imagine that shot. Yeah. That is crazy. Makes me not want to do photography. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, as soon as you start looking at what others do. Yeah. It just weakens you, what you do. <laughs> just like, well, not only would I never have been able to come up with that idea, I certainly wouldn't have been able to... <laughs> to execute it, yeah. yeah, and it's it's the same thing with his um, yeah guy on the on the on, on the mount, on the cliff face during the, the total total eclipse. It's like mind bogglingly good. Yeah. The placement, timing, the yeah, pre planning for a photo, you yeah, yeah, is epic. Yeah, and, and that's the said. And and people will say, and I hear this all the time. Go look at the artists, go look at the art, go look at the galleries, go look at other photographers for inspiration. Yeah. I don't find any of that inspiring. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I find that, and maybe that's just me, but probably is. 
I was watching a documentary on my favourite band a few months ago and um, a, a, a filming the last concert before their lead singer died. He was, and they knew he was dying yeah. when they were filming it. And uh, one of the guitarists is going, you know, you know, there was something really weird about that show. You know, the, I don't know some sort of melancholy. It was, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't the gore dying. It was, but there was something. It was something to do with the, the, I don't know, the energy, the air. The, he went this listing about fifteen things. He goes, well, and come to think of it, it probably was gore dying. That, that, <laughs> that, you know, all those things. Yeah, it's, it's the the thing is taking away from all those things, and all those things are affecting the thing. And yeah, going looking at all that art. To me, I like art, but yeah. I don't look at I don't look at a fabulous painting and go, oh, how can I create that photograph of that? How can I better that? How can I bring myself to that level of art? Because that's I don't know, not me. And the same with other people's photos. I mean, I loved Andrew's shot, yeah. But it's not, I'm ever going to go out and try and do it. No. Yes, yeah, and, and, and frankly, I have zero interest in wanting to. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even like oh gee it'd be hard to pull that off it's i got just zero i love the shot zero interest in, in trying to achieve that. it yeah. yeah and then even if you did it's hollow because well it's done yeah it was done before you even started trying to do it and that's the thing with instagram when you see these shots in these amazing locations and people go to that same location set in the same spot and try and replicate it or get it better it's yeah. like well even if you can where's the actual pleasure in that yeah yeah where's where's the joy in that yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah. so so yeah so, there's so a lot to be whole... said for coming up with the the concept yourself and then yeah. pulling it off and, and nothing's new but yeah. uh, so there's a certain amount of derivativeness in everything but not straight out copying what somebody else has done yeah, you know that's not. But but having taken an idea from here and an idea from there and an amalgam of things to create something new, that's well, that's music, isn't it? You know, yeah. music's the same. There's, there's a um, a band called the Axis of Evil. Right, ever heard of them? No, they're, they're they're a comedy musical group, Axis of Evil, okay. and they do this one skit where they do like seventy of the uh the most famous songs of all time yeah all in f the same four chords yeah <laughs> every single one it just depends how you play those four chords yeah it's every song that's ever recorded yeah uh so so that that's that's photography as well it's 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 how you string those chords together how you the 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 the, the pace the or the slow or and as, as as david gilmore the great pink floyd guitarist once said it's, it's not always the notes you play it's the notes you don't play that yep. are really important you yep. know and that's that's photography trying to find that nuance between taking those elements that have influenced you but not overtly using them in a way that's so derivative that there's no joy in the end result yeah yeah tricky thing to do which yeah. is why i guess it's hard yeah, when people say oh i've only taken two good photos this year well that's great that's probably two more than a lot of people have taken <laughs> because it's really hard to come up with some, if I could do six photos a year that I really loved, I'd fall off a chair. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's it's really hard to come up with if you photograph a lot yep. to fo get, come up with photos that aren't just the same stuff over and over, rinse, lather, repeat in different locations. Yeah, when you come up with a, a genuinely new to you idea, you know, or a genuinely new perspective or viewpoint, or yeah, you know, that or happenstance that made something work in a way that you weren't expecting. Yeah. 
that's where the joy comes in. They're the photos that are going to stand out the most to you, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, so I call Kai. I call the Kai Bosch on that guy's story. <laughs> okay. You know? Where did you see it? Do you remember where you saw it? I don't. Maybe I shouldn't ask if you're looking at looking at. Uh, I mean, and, and here's a quick. Let me ask you this as well, Bruce. Yeah. yeah. When have you ever, as a 15 year old boy, been sitting there, and some old bloke has been asking you these getting to know you questions? So young fella, hey, hey. no, they want to talk about himself. <laughs> <laughs> care about you yeah. maybe it's just my upbringing <laughs> so is that all you got that's, that that's me we've done pretty good because we've waffled by we i mean well, i yeah. waffled for um a fair a fair whack uh, oh, oh i've got which is good because i've got squat on yeah. my own one thing orion mm. this guy has spent five years photographing the orion nebula oh okay right done who knows how many hundreds of it it, it took 500 hours to to uh, edit this photo what and 42 hours for the computer to render the photo okay okay it's like 2.6 gigabit photograph of the orion nebula shot over five years from his from just a basic telescope Well, well not basic but not a not a professional's telescope but this thing is bloody mate you zoom in on this thing and look around yeah. <laughs> it's just, wow it's, just, it's not worth the effort that's an five insane years. amount of detail it's an insane amount of work yeah but it's a darn cool shot that we can look at for three seconds and then dismiss yeah. so thanks for all the hard work dude that was worth it yeah <laughs> uh peter pixel yeah. Uh, put out an article on Insta 360's new camera that's just come out. If you're looking at getting a 360 camera at some point, right. this looks pretty darn cool. Okay. Um, so I'll just throw that out there. And the last thing, I saw this going around on my model pages and stuff this week quite a bit. Then it uh, made the Daily Mail right. newspaper. Then it's made Peter Pixel about a Melbourne photographer whose consent form was. Oh my God! I'm ah that bad, really. Uh, uh, And just briefly, there's little bits like acknowledge times. There may be times of sexual arousal by either either or both parties. What? Understand and allow that if the desire for me to touch the photographer or to be touched by the photographer occurs, it will be permitted by both parties. This is not a call out. This is a call out for models from 16 years on to 30 oy, years. Oy, for 16. Oy. Okay. Equitably agree to participate in any sexual activity if I'm asked, as long as I feel comfortable to proceed to do so. Yay, yay, yay. And it goes on and on like that. Seriously. And, uh, and, and the guy's only defense is I haven't used that form in months now. I'm now using a general standard form. <laughs> Jeez! Oh my God! Oh God! So um, yeah, so models, if you're not, or even photographers, again, and this is where this is where it's tricky. You want to be putting down in your release stuff that indemnifies you somewhat against accusations, unfounded accusations, yep, against you. Because yep. 
you're in as much not as much you you can be in some peril sometimes in this world based on the type of it doesn't take much for he did this to me and it's untrue or or she did this to him or she did to she or he did to whatever yeah um to because it's very hard to prove or disprove even innuendo yeah uh, which is more which is more than just an italian suppository i might add <laughs> thank you so so you do need to be a little bit careful in uh, you, you need to word your releases uh, your all your contracts of working with people to kind of cover if you fall over and twist your ankle hey, it ain't my fault yeah unless yeah. i push you yeah, because you can't obviously put every single possible contingency. Now, I'm not sure. Everyone's gone to town on this guy. I'm not sure because I, I haven't even bothered looking at his photos. But I'm told I hear he ain't much of a photographer, but I don't know what kind of work he dabbles in. Right. I'm not saying it's an excuse for that, but I don't think he's even named in this story. Oh, yeah, but he's on all the all the media, all the things I've seen. Right. Uh, so he's he's hidden in this. He's probably listed in the newspaper. Uh, if you go to the newspaper article, he, he might be listed there. Right. If you're, if, let's say you do bondage photography for magazine. I don't know. I'm just yeah. pulling something out, but but that's probably not a good thing to say when it comes to bondage photography. <laughs> if you if that's explicitly uh, explicitly uh, the type of photography you do, you're probably going to have some disclaimers in your in your form and contract, unlike people who do baby photography as an yeah, example yeah, yeah, you know for sure. so yeah it depends on the genre of photography or the sphere of photography you're involved in you may have to and i imagine models are also the same would have different things in their contracts based on the type of environments they may or may yeah. not work in yeah. you know so i'm not saying this guy isn't a complete nutter creep but there may be some precedent to have that type of disclaimer <laughs> in certain types oh, of. I'm just photography. reading some of the comments at the That's bottom of the uh, of the blog post. Oh, this God, one, the comments are... this that porn isn't going to shoot itself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I and and some and some guy comes up and says in in, in the comments that yeah the, a lot of this stuff is actually fairly standard in the porn industry in the porn film right. industry these disclaimers are not uncommon so whether the guy's cut and pay, I don't know I still, I still think he's just a creep but anyway yeah so yeah the most reason I brought that up is to simply say is is if you are working with people and doing contracts or model releases and really if you're photographing a model there should be some written contract mm. of some form about expectations between each of you as far as what's going to be provided yeah to make sure everyone's on the on the same board yeah exactly but I'm just having a quick look at the um look at the daily mail thing and it doesn't look like it's got his um doesn't look like he's got his name in there either. But apparently, uh, he runs his own massage parlour as well, uh, with no time limits. Oh, what? <laughs> You're kidding. And, um, and he'll oh. offer you a, a, a free basic medical checkup at the same time. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking there's a guy you probably just want to stay away from, regardless. Yep. Oh, dear. Yep. Funny stuff. Not funny, because oh, I know some t terrible things have happened to people. Disclaimer, 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 disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, funny yeah. stuff. So that was it. That was there my bits for the week, because I've uh, been too busy in the garden, Bruce. Did I mention I've been in the garden? 
<laughs> you did. You're growing strawberries. Yeah, put up a nice trellis for my snow peas. My corn's coming. My corn's coming along. The strawberries look going to be great. They've already got. They've already got three strawberries on them already, and they put them in this evening. They're already on there when I put them in, but it's not. It's not that, that's not the you're point. You're growing corn. Corn. I've got. Uh, I've got uh, ten ears of ten. You know, ten uh, corn stalks in. Nice. Growing corn. You're going to put a baseball diamond in your backyard. Oh, if I if I build it, um, <laughs> they'll come. <laughs> no, I'm so glad COVID you got the reference. COVID, COVID. I'm a male. Yeah. <laughs> All men understand field of dreams. Women, it's women's. The women's don't understand field of dreams. Right. Yeah. Well, mate, have a good week. And you too. Um, think about the mailbag. <laughs> uh, get some nice sound effects happening yes. and um, and stuff because that's that's going to be important. Now, just remember, in the next week, not to stray too far from home. Oh no, I still still got the twenty-five kilometre limit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I can't, can't go visit me mum. No, you know, as much as I'd like right. to, still can't go see her. Yeah, and and I think we we find out in middle of November if any of those things are going to be changed at all. So, right, uh, we'll see. We might even be able to see people for Christmas. Who knows? Woohoo! Yeah, Who wait knows? and see. All right, mate. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to say it's been a pleasure, and um, thanks <laughs> for listening, course. everybody. And come back next week. Uh, please send us something for the mailbag. Yes. And that's M-A-L-E bag, by the way, just so we're all clear. <laughs> all right. See you, mate. Bye, all. Shutters Inc. Another audio2u.com quality podcast. For questions, comments, and feedback, email the boys at shuttersincpodcast.com.